0: tonight
1: mm, lovely
2: Mice. that's what it was just a lot of mice. there wasn't anybody killing the whole thing
0: no oh, well then I'll stick to these these don't talk
1: and that big cluck Norman Maine was in the picture tonight never does anything but kiss a lot of girls Norman Maine is one of the best actors in
2: pictures you and your movies that's all you think about you shouldn't be allowed to go to him at all if you're asking me too bad I was so busy in the kitchen I didn't hear anybody asking you.
1: Hello, Granny. Hello, darling.
2: But well, of course, no one ever listens to me. They do if they're within 10 miles of you. Gathering around picture shows. House all cluttered up with movie magazines. And the other day, I caught her talking to a horse with a Swedish accent.
0: Now, uh, sis, we're only young once, you know.
2: Ah, Hollywood. You'd better be getting yourself a good husband and stop mooning about Hollywood. Do you know what she wants to do? She wants to go to Hollywood. I've known it all along. I've seen her making faces in the mirror and talking to herself. That's what comes of your
1: movies.
0: Why, what would you do if you did go to Hollywood?
1: I'd be an actress. (laughs) I would, I tell you, I've always known I could.
2: Guys, wouldn't it be wonderful to have a movie star in the family? Oh, Miss Blodgett, may I have your autograph? You may not know it, Alec, but you're practically on your way to bed. Oh, Miss Blunt, you're my favorite actress. Won't you tell me the secret of your success? Oh, let me alone.
0: I asked her what's come over you.
2: I'll tell you what's come over her. She's just a silly little girl whose head has been turned by the movies. And the sooner she forgets the whole thing, the better off she'll be.
1: Why will I be better off? What's wrong with wanting to get out and make something of myself? What do you do that's so much better? Just because you're satisfied to sit here all your life, you think you can laugh at me. Well, someday you won't laugh at me. I'm going out and have a real life. I'm going to be somebody.
0: Now, if it was spring, I'd say give her a good dose of sulfur and molasses.
2: Hmm. I thought I'd find you. Oh, stop that. Now stop crying, that isn't going to do you a bit
1: for Oh, I'm crying because Aunt Mattie and Alec make me so mad. Oh, Alec and
2: Aunt Mattie, fittest. They're not important. You're the only one that counts. Esther, everyone in this world who has ever dreamed about better things has been laughed at. Don't you know that?
1: Oh, I suppose I do, but...
2: But there's a difference between dreaming and doing. The dreamers just sit around and moon about how wonderful it would be if only things were different. And the years roll on and they grow old. And by and by they forget everything, even about their dreams.
1: I want to be somebody.
2: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You want to be somebody. But you want it to be easy. Oh, you modern girls give me a pain. When I wanted something better, I came across those plains in a prairie schooner with your grandfather. Oh, everyone laughed at us as they did at all the other pioneers. They said this country would never be anything but a wilderness. We didn't believe that. We were going to make a new country. Besides, we wanted to see our dreams. Granny, it must have been wonderful. It
3: was wonderful.
2: But don't you think for one single minute that it was easy, Esther Blodgett? We burned in summer and we froze in winter. But we kept right on going and we didn't complain because we were doing what we wanted to do. Can you understand that? Yes, I can. Could you do it? Could you do it even if it broke your heart? Because, remember, Esther, for every dream of yours you may come true, you'll pay the price in heartbreak. Oh, I know what I'm talking about. You may not believe it, but I was a young girl once. And a very pretty young girl, a lot prettier than you are. And I was in love with your grandfather. And when some injun devil put a bullet through him, as if it, it had come right straight through my heart, too. And I remembered all he taught me, and I went right on. I buried him out there in that wilderness with my own hands. And I went right on that same day. And I kept right on going, even when your mother was brought. Oh, Granny, I want
1: to make it
3: worthwhile.
2: <laughs> you know, Esther, there'll always be a wilderness to conquer. Maybe Hollywood's your wilderness now. From all I hear, it sounds like it. But if you've got one drop of my blood in your veins, you won't let Mattie or any of her kind break your heart. You'll go right out there and break it yourself. That's your right. Here. Oh, here, here. Stop that nonsense. Here. Take this and go to your Hollywood.
1: Oh, I can't take your money. Well, why not? It's your
2: savings. Well, I was only saving up for my funeral. Now I don't think I'm ever going to die. Oh, Granny, how can I ever thank you? By giving me your word of honor that you'll never tell a living soul where you got that money. I promise. Remember, if you do, I'll have you arrested for robbing me. Uh, Just a little kiss, he didn't even wake up. I bet you didn't try that on your Aunt Maddie. Oh, Aunt Maddie. Think of her face when you tell her. I am thinking about it. I've waited for that chance for 30 years. Here she is, girl. Oh,
3: thank you, you. Cousin. Well, come on, come
2: on. Here's your prairie
3: school.
1: afternoon
4: day week or month
1: Well, it's a little hard to say you see i'm going into the movies
5: well you better take it for a week it'll break your jump to beverly hills
1: are all the studios really near here
5: all except Gomart british
1: i suppose the best way to get a job is to go straight to the studios isn't it mm-hmm. i haven't any illusions you know i'm perfectly willing to begin with ooh, a little bit of a part or even as an extra
5: six dollars please in advance
1: Oh. You register for extra work.
3: How long have you been in Hollywood?
1: Well, it's about a month
3: now. We haven't put anyone on our books for over two years. Come here. I'd like to show you something. Casting, try central, try later. Casting. central, central Every time you see one of those little lights flash, it's somebody asking for a job. Every time you hear them say, try later, it means there isn't any job. You can't keep the girls to switchboard long, they go crazy. Every one of those little lights thought it was going to be a star. Still want to go in the movies? You know what your chances are? One in a hundred thousand.
1: But maybe I'm that one. Any phone calls for me, Mr. Randall?
6: Oh, no. Jesse Lasky and Sammy Goldwyn must be writing letters instead.
5: How's the luck today? And there wasn't any. Maybe you don't go at it in the right way. Now take Danny McGuire here. He knows the ropes. Uh, Don't you, Danny? Sure, I've had him around my neck for years. (laughs) What? Oh, Uh, Miss Blodgett. Danny McGuire, our lieutenant.
1: How do you do?
5: Mr. McGuire is a big director.
1: Oh, are you really? Could you possibly use me in a picture, Mr. McGuire? Of course, I haven't had much experience, but I don't think that really matters if you're willing.
5: A- and I'm Now I really listen, lady. That... In the first place, I'm not a director. I'm an assistant director. In the second place, if I had any jobs to give away, I'd confer one on myself. And in the third place, you should have stayed back home in the first place. Oh no, look what you've done. Hey, wait a minute! Hey, don't be that way! Don't do that! Gosh, I didn't mean to get tough, but... ...a guy thinks he's being kidded when... ...somebody asks him for a job and... ...he hasn't got one for himself. After all, I'm not a big enough shot to hurt your feelings.
1: I'm, I'm sorry. It wasn't just that with it was a lot of things. Looking for a job every day and never getting any nearer to it. I guess I was beginning to get a little scared.
5: I know. Lady, do I know. Well, there's only one thing to do for that feeling when you're tired and sunk and down to your last nickel. Come on, and I'll buy you a drink.
1: Well, it's not as bad as down to the last nickel. I've still got $11 left.
5: $11? You're going to buy me a drink. Come on. That's right, George. There's nothing like a little rum to take away that milk flavor.
3: (laughs) I beg your pardon. Certainly.
1: (laughs) And when I sign my contract, the first thing I'm going to do is see that you direct every picture I'm in.
5: That's my pal.
1: I'm going to be perfectly nice about it, but I'll just insist.
5: Now, that's the way to talk. Don't let them lick you.
1: Oh, I should say they can't lick me. If they try anything like that, well, I... I just won't sign.
5: Now, that's right. What have you got to lose? Another one of these and we'll open our own studio. bill rendered $24. Pass due. remit without further delay. Me. Hey, the program's going to be swell tonight. Now, you take this fellow Beethoven. I'm a pushover for him. And Chopin? Well, he's not so dusty either. But I kind of wished that once in a while that play something you could sort of go out whistling, you know, like... Bled-o, nasado, bled-o. Mm. Well, there's a tune. Hey, why don't you throw your hat in the air or something, can't you? This is a celebration. My job starts tomorrow.
1: I know it doesn't. I think
5: it's swell, Danny. Gee, I wish you were in on it, too. But oh no, it would have to be a war picture. One of those big novelty numbers, a war picture without any beautiful women at the front. Oh well, something will happen soon. Maybe. Why don't you go home, kid? Oh, Danny, I can't
1: do that. I came here, and I've got to stay. Well now, if it's on account of money, I can over. Well, thank you've given me enough already. Anyhow, this is no time to be worrying. This is a party. <laughs> Look at all the people,
3: everybody
1: in the world.
3: Look, that's
5: me on name. Uh And he seems to have had that one extra cocktail.
3: Young
7: down, you dope. That's for the orchestra leader.
3: <laughs> oh,
6: all right. Hello, come Hello, Arnold. Oh, Mr. May. Mr. May. Put your arm around Miss Regis. Arnold, oh, this is the
8: Hollywood Bowl. Oh, afraid of crowds. Go on, go on. Get out of here. What's the matter? You getting too big to bother with photographers? Don't want any pictures taken now. Oh, is that so? What's well, supposing person I take it anyway? Well, I'll shove that brownie number two of yours down your throat. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Mayor. No, stop
3: stop, no, stop! The no come back and sit down. Everybody's laughing at you.
1: Hi, Is he always like that?
5: So oh, I suppose he has to sleep sometimes.
1: Oh, and he's so wonderful on the screen.
5: You.
1: Danny, that's wonderful. When do I go to the studio?
5: Well, you don't exactly go to the studio. Oh, it's on location. Well, it's
1: not exactly on location. But of either. course, I haven't oh. any makeup. Will you tell me what to
5: get and sort of help me put it on? Well, you don't exactly need any makeup. You see, it's not really a picture job. It's, it's, well, it's being a waitress. Oh. Well, it's kind of a picture job if you look at it right.
1: You said it was a
5: waitress. Well, it's waitressing for Casey Burke, the big director over at our studio. He's given a party tonight to kind of celebrate on account of finishing the picture, and and he wanted me to get him an extra waitress, and it's $5. And I thought of you right away, Esther. That was awfully sweet of you, Danny. Well, well, there's going to be a lot of big people at Burke's house tonight, and I'll bet you there's any number of big directors. And if you're there, maybe they'll notice you. I could make them notice me. Sure you could, Esther. It's your chance.
1: My chance. All right, Daddy, I'll do it. Oh, oh but I can't. I haven't got the right things to wear. To wear?
3: Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> now,
5: you don't think the wardrobe department's right next to my office for nothing, do you?
3: <laughs>
5: A perfect fit.
6: To the preview last night? I
1: did. Would you like a lethal d'oeuvres? They are very nice.
0: Oh, thanks.
6: What did you think of the picture? They should have saved it for Thanksgiving. What a turkey.
1: Will you have some hors d'oeuvre? You do like hors d'oeuvre, don't you? I don't think there's anything so enjoyable as hors d'oeuvre before supper, and these are rarely delightful.
6: And at the finish, the kid turns around and sings the lullaby to its mother.
1: Uh, pardon me, big boys, but would you like a little hors d'oeuvre? They say they're the best in town.
6: Don't tell me. I know May West. That's a great twist. But where are you going to find a two months old baby that can sing? <laughs> hello, Oliver. Oh, hello, Do You want to fire me now? Wait till you see the picture. I'm not a director anymore. I'm a, a male nurse. What's the
4: matter with the picture? A guy by the name of Norman May. His work is beginning to interfere with his drinking. Oliver, don't tell me I'm to
6: direct his next picture too. Mm-hmm. You were my favorite producer. Now wait a minute. You just go right on with your directing. I'll take care of these stars. I know how to handle them. I had a serious talk with Norman after that uh, Hollywood Bowl occurrence, and you don't have to worry any more about his behavior. Excuse be me, Mr. Niles. Mr. Libby of your publicity department is on the telephone. He says it's most important, sir. It's about Mr. Maine. Thank you. Oh, it's probably just some little
8: thing. (laughs) Of course, Oliver. I'll turn on the radio and see if they've called out the National Guard yet. Hello, Libby. What's the good word? Mr. Norman Maine, America's Prince Charming, was apprehended driving an ambulance down Wilshire Boulevard with a siren going full blast. He explained he was a tree surgeon on a maternity case. Well,
6: will it be in the papers?
8: No, it won't be in the papers. But that's a nice, expensive hobby of yours. Keeping Mr. Maine's informal entertainments out of the public press. Oh, that's fine work, Libby. Uh, try and see that no one gets to Norman. He's probably home, sleeping at all.
6: All of yeah. Why can't you forget those dopes at the studio for one night? Business, business, all the time. I don't know what's going to become of you.
3: Norman! Yeah. Why didn't you call for me?
6: Well, by darling, why didn't I call for you?
3: In case you've forgotten, I was supposed to come here with
2: you.
6: Oh, that? Oh, that's all right. I got here without any trouble.
2: The only reason I don't slap your
6: face. Yes, yes darling, I, I know. <laughs> hello, John. Oh, Hi. hello, man. Well, what's the matter with Oliver? He looks as like if he'd had bad news. Hello. Hello, Mary. What's the matter, old boy? Maybe I'm wrong. I guess I've been drinking too much lately. Oh, you ought to cut it down. It's bad stuff. Scotch and soda. The word, you know, is pronounced when. Bad dialogue, Oliver. You'd rather not watch this. You know best. Soda! Thank you. Oh. Go ahead and say it. I've got it coming to you. Don't make it tougher on me, Norman. I don't want to stand here and preach. But take a look at my side of it. I'm trying to make pictures with yeah, you. I and know, I know. Costs are going up and the grosses are going down. No, it isn't that. I've made lots of money with you, and I can afford to take a loss. But I hate to see you going the way of so many others. Why don't you get Lloyd's to insure you against me? You can't get insurance against a man forgetting who he is. You're a great star, Norman, but there's nobody so big that he can afford to have people refuse to work with him. Who doesn't want to work with me? You. quiet. Listen, I know plenty of people who do. Yes, and so do I. But your real friends can't stand seeing you start to fall apart. What do you mean by that? The first signs are always the same. Not being able to remember your lines. Cameraman struggling to cover your hangovers. And all because you have to have a good time. Every day and every night. Listen, I've warned you for a long time, now. Okay, Oliver, you're a swell guy. You won't lose any money on me, I promise you that. I'll be ready for the curtains when the time comes. When it does, here's my epitaph. And now I think I'll, um, have a little drink. Scotch and soda. Scotch and soda. Uh.
3: Come on, come on, come on.
6: Come on. A little soda? Have you no, thank you. Yes, I uh pardon me. <laughs>
3: ah.
6: Ah, lovely, lovely. No, I mean the caviar. Mm-hmm. No, don't, don't go away. I'm, I'm starving. Really. Which, which would you take?
1: Well, I don't
3: know.
6: If you know? Oh, I, I don't know either. It's hard to choose. Well, I think I'll take caviar.
3: Mr. Maine doesn't care for any more. Do you, Normie?
6: No. Well, Normie doesn't care for any more. I think I shall get very drunk indeed. Scotch and so <laughs> Sorry, I have something. Mind if I help?
1: Won't they miss you?
6: Oh no, no! They'll just look under the table. And when they see I'm not there, they'll forget the whole matter. <laughs> what? Uh, what? What's your name?
1: Esther Blodgett.
6: My name's Maine. I know. You do. Ah. What's what's so funny?
1: I was just thinking about all your fans and how surprised they'd be to see you here helping me put plates away. Oh,
6: they they don't know my finer side. (laughs) they
1: would be pretty envious of me meeting you this way in person.
6: Oh, you do. Well, tell me, are uh, are, are you disappointed?
1: Yes. Now you've done it.
6: Oh, never mind that. That makes the room look lived in. Tell me, uh. Why, why, why are you disappointed?
1: I was sitting behind you at the Hollywood Bowl the night you didn't want to be photographed.
6: Yeah. I'm told I crept into many a heart that night.
1: Oh, I can never explain this.
6: You know, you have very pretty hair.
3: You better get out of here.
6: And a sensitive mouth. and a charming little. Well, precisely
3: dip- why you're here instead of with the rest of the guests.
6: Well, I'm just trying to be helpful. I,
3: I see. Are you sure there's no other attraction?
6: Well, it might be that my old mania for putting plates away is coming back on me.
3: It's rather odd. I always know where I can find you if there's a pretty girl around.
6: It's not only odd, it's embarrassing.
3: You're being deliberately insulting, Norman. I put up with no, no, this no, long no, enough.
6: Now, dear, don't lose your temper. Remember, we must try to keep the voice low. I know you'll excuse us if we go on with our work.
3: you've done come here help me up are you hurt? Mm-hmm. No, no more than
6: usual come on the wolves are on us we gotta get out of here no
1: oh,
3: I can't the dishes aren't finished oh yes they are oh.
6: I know what you're going to say now. What? Good night.
1: Good night, and thanks.
0: Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hey, uh, You realize that... all i found
6: out about you is that you, uh... foolish enough to want to go into pictures?
1: But why is it foolish? Look at you.
6: Yeah, that's what I mean. No, I'd, uh... I'd rather like to go into this matter a little more thoroughly.
1: Oh, that's awfully nice of you.
6: Uh, so why, uh... Why don't we uh, go on up to my place and, uh, and talk it off?
1: Oh, no. Thank you very much, but I really must say good night. Good night. But you're not angry.
6: No, no. no. I'm hungry.
1: Well, why don't you go and get something to eat?
6: Good night, Miss Blodgett.
4: Right, Mr. Name? Wait a minute! Peter, the least I can do is to see you to your door. Will I see you again? I hope so.
6: Has anyone ever told you that you're lovely? Mm -hmm. Well, now you know. Thank you. This, uh, it's hard to say, but I, I want to say it anyway. You know, I'm a, I'm a screen. I'm a, you know. I'm in private life, I'm a, <laughs> you know. But whatever I do, I, I still respect lovely things. And you're lovely. You understand? Yes, I, I think I do. And it, it isn't that bump on the head that's doing this. <laughs>
1: well, I'm glad. Good
4: night.
6: I wouldn't even consider it. No, no, no.
8: Hello? Who is
6: it? Who? Norman! What have you done now? You're not in jail, are you?
3: Oh.
6: Yes, I see. Oh, it's that again. I see. She's beautiful. Yeah, I know. You want me to give her a screen test? Yeah, certainly. She's got wonderful possibilities. Oh, you know she's got something. Well, you knew all the other ones had something, too. Oh, no. I tell you, Oliver, she's got that sincerity and, and honestness and... a. App- uh, Sin, uh, sincerity and honestness that, uh, that makes great actresses. You... Oliver, I am so sure of this girl that I want to take the test with her myself.
3: <sighs>
6: Listen, Oliver, you've worked hard. You're entitled to a break. You get. <whistles> yes, I heard you. Anything, anything! Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oliver, look. You you try to get a little steep now, old man. You right. All right, boy. Good good night. <laughs> <laughs> now, telephone. Mm-hmm.
3: telephone book.
6: Mm-hmm. Telephone book.
3: Oh what it? Is... What is telephone? You... Hey, you all, what? Over here, over here, over here,
5: I'll phone for me? Some drunk trying to be funny says he's Norman May. Oh, oh, oh th- thanks. I'll
1: be right down.
5: And this Bladget, would you give him a message for me? Tell him it's three o'clock in the morning.
1: I'm gonna take a test tomorrow and Norman Mean's helping me do it.
5: Mm, I'm taking one too. Garbo's assisting me.
3: we ready to take them. Okay. Get hold down on that 150. Okay. Come here and get this thing. Run it here. Run it. Harry. Lay me an
6: apple box. Listen, gentlemen, please, if you don't mind. this is This is just a test.
3: Ready, Mr. All Burke. All ready, Mr. All right. Burke. Ready, Mr. Burke. Ready now, Mr. Burke. Oh. ready, Mr. We're ready now, Mr. Burke. All ready, Mr. Burke.
5: We're ready, Mr. Burke. All right, let's take it.
3: Quiet. 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 Ready, Norman. Yeah.
0: You ready, Miss? Uh, what's your name?
6: You'll soon know your name, Mister. The whole world's going to know it.
1: But I'm so scared. Maybe I'd better not try it today.
6: Oh, oh, come on. Now, don't be foolish. They all had to go through this. Harlow, Lombard, Myrna Loy. And now, Esther Blotcher.
3: All right.
1: I'm ready.
5: This is a take. Roland. Quiet.
3: Hey.
6: I may as well tell you that my whole organization thinks I've gone a little nuts to sign you. Maybe they're right, I've been nuts before. You see, all the experts seem to think that your type is a little mild for present day taste. But I rather believe that tastes change, like eyebrows. And I think that also like eyebrows, tastes are going back to the natural. You look like a nice girl. I think I'm going to like you. That's not important. I think the public will like you. That is important.
1: yes. I see what you mean. I I mean, I know it is.
6: Only, don't think it's going to be easy. Nothing you really want is ever given away free. You have to pay for it. And usually with your heart.
1: Someone else told me that once.
6: But you still have to work it out for yourself. Oh, well, all this is just a long way of saying, I'm glad you're with us and good luck to you. And now I'm going to turn you over to our demon press agent, Libby. Don't let him frighten you. He has a heart of gold, only harder. And for the love of Pete, learn to close your mouth and keep it closed. Even in your love scenes.
8: Are you a Russian?
1: No, I was born in Fillmore, North Dakota.
8: Oh, no. Frey saw light of day, in a mountain cabin, a trapper's hut, High up in the Rockies. Go on. Well, I always wanted to be an actress. Dreamed of footlights as lonely kitty. Are you sure there's no Russian in your family? Positive. That's a shame. Well, what does your father do?
1: He's a farmer.
8: Uh, Social registerite father. Fed up with hypocrisies of 400, sought wilderness for consolation. There amidst the mountain flowers, he raised another blossom. His lovely little daughter... What's your name?
1: Esther Victoria Blodgett.
8: Greatly appreciating your attention in this matter, very truly. Do you know what her name is? Esther Victoria Blodgett. He will have to do something about that right away. Esther, Victoria,
6: Blodgett. Well, that Blodgett's definitely out. Let's see, uh, um, Esther, Victoria, Victoria. Vicky, how about
8: Vicky? Oh, I think that's terribly cute. Let's see, Vicky, Vicky what? Vicky, Vicky, pronounced Vicky, Vicky. V- see, Esther, Bester, Sester, Desta Fester. Oh, that's very pretty.
6: Jester, Hester, Dester, Lester. Vicky Lester.
2: Oh, I like that. Say it. Vicky
6: Lester. Say it again.
2: Vicky Lester. Say it again. Vicky Lester.
8: Say it. Vicky Lester. Say Vicky Lester. Vicky Lester. Vicky Lester. Vicky Lester. Vicky
6: Lester. Vicky Lester. Flash! Alvin Nile's studio discovers new starlet, a Cinderella of the Rockies. Her name is Vicky Lester. Those who have peaked tell me she couldn't be more boon. The face of an angel and such natural talents. Her voice is a symphony. Her very walk, they tell me, is enough to drive men mad.
4: Not that way. Get the lead out of your feet. Lift them up. That's better. It's terrible, but it's better.
1: The quality of mercy is not strained. It droppeth as the gentle rain from heaven.
0: Cease. Through the mouth, my child, through the mouth. The nose is for smelling roses.
8: (laughs) Proceed. Does she have to look surprised all the time? Anyway, it's just a rough sketch. Pretty small mouth, eh? Oh, well. <clears throat> give
6: her that Crawford smear. Oh. This will give
8: her that deep. Sh- mm-hmm. We're on the wrong track. She still looks surprised.
1: Listen, dress people, we're shooting on the set this morning, not in the commissary. Now, so come on, snap into it. Acme Trucking Company? No. Uh, Mr. Smith is not in. Acme Trucking Company? Uh, no, uh, Mr. Smith is not in. Uh,
7: Good morning. What can I bring you, Mr. Maine? That just shows how long you've been here.
6: Never bless you. How soon are you and I going to be married, huh?
7: I don't know. You'll have to ask my mother.
1: Arkmead Trucking Company? Uh, no, uh, Mr. Smythe is not in. Acme Trucking Company. No, Mr. Smith is not in. Acme? No, Smith ain't in. (coughs) Acme Trucking Company. Why
6: speak to Mr. Smith, please?
1: Mr. Smith is not... Oh, Norman.
6: What's all this between you and Smith?
1: I've got a part. It's only one line, but it's in the picture.
6: Well, it's ambition that made you break that date with me last night.
1: Well, I had to be here so early this morning
6: and... Uh, so did I. I had to stay up all night to make it.
1: You've started your picture, haven't you?
6: No, no, we're still in a testing stage. You can't seem to get the right girl for the lead.
1: Gee, you think with all the girls there are that...
6: Yeah, no, but this one's got to be different. She's got to be little and cute and sweet intelligent. Now, blow me down.
1: What?
6: We'll close my tired old eyes.
1: Well, well what is it? Hold everything, come on. Come on.
6: Have you been through the whole casting directory. I'll
1: work day and night, Mr. Niles. And I'll work
6: with her, Oliver. And
1: I can be mean or nasty or anything you want, Mr. Niles.
6: If she clicks, Oliver, you've got a star overnight.
8: Okay.
1: We were noticed.
6: By no one. They're much too busy playing at croquet. I've loved you all my life.
1: But we only met two days ago.
6: That's when my life began.
2: You?
3: I think he's
6: sweet. Well, it's Vicki Lester's picture, all right. I think
3: she was much better than he was. These
5: producers are so horribly dumb. They won't know how good
6: she is.
3: Well, maybe it's because she's a good girl. <laughs> oh, Maine's not so bad, but it's Vicky Lester they'll go to see. is she, darling? I think she's the most precious little thing I've ever
8: seen. Mm-hmm. The a knockout, Libby. You might mention that when you write your review. That Lester kid's a gold mine. Didn't you like Norman Maine? Was he in it? <laughs> Levy, I'm afraid we have another hit. Huh? It's in the bag, neatly tied up with beautiful pink ribbons. Hey, where are Norman and Vicky? I don't know. I thought you had them. I wish they'd come. We're having a party at the Trocadero.
1: Isn't it thrilling running away from people? Norman, it's so exciting. It's so, so
6: new. A star is born.
3: Come on. Run.
1: wonderful, isn't it? Crazy quilt.
6: Well, it's a carpet that's spread for you. It's all yours from now on, you know? Come, Esther, you're a success. You have everything in the world you want. I hope it'll make you happy. Hasn't it you? But then there was one thing I never had. Lots of times I told myself I'd found it, but I always knew I was lying. Still, I, I never stopped looking for it.
1: Maybe it'll come.
6: Well, oh, I think it has come, Esther. I only wish it weren't too late.
1: Oh, but it's not too late.
6: Oh, you can't throw away your life the way I've thrown away mine and have anything left that's good enough. No.
1: You can. Norman, you can.
6: You mustn't tell me that, Esther. I'm so afraid that I'll believe it. Shoot your right. Swell, isn't it? Lovely. Watch you get? do not you hear me, Gotcha? Shoot your right! He's done!
1: Gotcha, got him! Gotcha, got him! He did, didn't
6: he? Yeah, but he'll be up, though. Next. you like it? Sure, I do. you like me? Sure, I do. Oh, that reminds me. Will you marry me? No,
1: thank you. you... Come on, you finish
6: him! Why won't you marry him?
1: Dependable? Hey, hey, shoot your right! Throw away your money?
6: Break him up in there, break him up. I
1: don't
6: drink so much. Well, suppose I quit drinking. Yes?
1: Come on, gosh, you shoot the right in there, the right!
6: Suppose I save my money. Yes? There he goes, let him have it! Suppose I became absolutely dependable on all occasions. Yes? beautiful fight. Norman. What, dear?
1: Would back to me if I said I'd marry you?
6: Oh, no, certainly not. I was just supposing. We're going to be married. Guess I didn't read that line right. I'll try it again. We are going to be married. Both of us. Yeah, to each other. What do you think of that? Well, when? Where? Well, we uh, thought we'd elope in the conventional manner.
1: What's the matter?
6: It's trying to decide whether it's good for the studio. Is it? It is. And bless you, my children. When's
8: it going to happen? Oh, we thought we'd just sneak out sometime.
1: We're not telling anyone but you.
8: Listen to this. The Screens' ideal romance blossomed into breathtaking reality today when Vicki Lester and Norman Maine, America's dream lovers, slipped quietly through the portals of holy matrimony. How does it sound? Horrible. But you see, we're going to elope. Sure you are. It'll be the biggest elopement this town ever saw. We'll get a tie-up with the army. Have you escorted all the way down to Yuma by 20 of their new bombing planes?
3: Is he
1: going with us?
8: Don't you think we can work this thing out better alone? No sense in bothering the happy couple with all the details. I'll see to it that you get a carbon copy of the whole layout.
6: I can hardly wait. I'm uh, sorry, we didn't realize that we were in the way. While you're settling the details, you don't mind if I take this woman out and buy her a ring? Sure, go ahead. We
8: want everything legal. That's a charming match. A nice girl like Vicky and public nuisance number one. Now, wait a minute, Libby. Norman's all right. And if you'll pardon my pointing, Vicky's business is her own. It doesn't require any comments. I wasn't making any comments. I just said it was a rotten shame. So go ahead and plan the elopement. Oh, that elopement stuff is out. You can't get any scope in that. We're going to have a wedding. Where well, do we have it? Customary place, I believe, is a church. Nah, it's been done. This has got to be something big. The beach. I can visualize it. The bridesmaids in bathing suits. 20,000 Santa Monica school children, spelling out the word love. It's a novelty, but is it big enough? Why not the city hall? A police escort of every motorcycle cop in town. Sirens screaming, confetti pouring out of buildings, like the Lindbergh reception in New York, only on a big scale. What's the matter? Isn't it
7: big enough? And now, if any man can show just cause why these two may not be lawfully joined together, let him now speak or else hereafter forever hold his peace. Do you, Alfred Henkel, take this woman as your lawful wedded wife? Will you love, comfort, honor, and keep her in sickness and health as long as you both shall live? I will. Do you, I beg your pardon. Do you, uh, Esther Blodgett, take this man as your lawful wedded husband? Will you obey, serve, love, honor, and keep him in sickness and health as long as you both shall live? I will. Place the ring on her finger. Uh A hurry, please. Uh Now, by virtue of the power invested in me as Justice of the Peace of San Bardo Township, County of Los Angeles, I pronounce you man and wife.
3: Quiet!
7: And now I must exercise my prerogative of office. (laughs) I hope you'll be very happy, Mrs. Hinkle.
1: Thank you. Thank you, sir. Oh, Thank you very
7: much. Now, if you'll please sign the license. Oh, oh yeah. You know, uh, Mrs. Hinkle, I can't help but believe I've seen you somewhere before.
1: Oh, really? Well, uh, I believe this is the first time I've ever been in San <laughs>
7: You know your face is familiar too, really? Mr. Hinkle. Thank you very much. Here's your Thank receipt. you, sir. Thank you. Good,
6: goodbye. 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 See you, see you again. Yes, goodbye. No, I don't I mean I'll see. Oh. Yeah, I think you got by with it. But it was close. That JP was just beginning to remember where he'd seen us.
1: Well, anyway, we got away from Libby. Hello,
8: Jutz. If you will be kind enough to glance between my shoulder blades. Mr. and Mrs. Henkel, you will find there a knife buried to the hilt on the handle are your initials. Lovely to have seen you, Labine. Hold, hey, hold him, Danny. There go a couple of rats I raised for mice. Well, they got a right to get married, haven't they? I haven't got any right to double-cross the public, and they haven't done it yet. Fine! People versus Porky
6: Washington, who is charged with violating section 600...
8: Young man, you're in contempt of court! Operator, get me the Los Angeles Tribune. I have a good mind to put you under arrest. Where till I make the score. You wait, too. Tribune, give me the city desk. Johnny, this is Matt Libby. I got a flash for you. Norman Maine and Vicky Lester were married at 2.30 this afternoon. Vicky Lester?! Course, recess!
3: Wahoo!
6: Wahoo? I don't uh, want to sound immodest, but I think I've stripped the gear.
1: Well, sit down, won't you, and let's get acquainted. We'll probably be seeing quite a bit of each other from now on.
6: Might just as well break the ice now as later. Now we're old friends. (laughs) Say, have have I got time for a shower before dinner?
1: plenty if you can find the shower.
6: I never can remember where that thing is. Does it uh, pull out or slide under?
1: Here, I think I can find it. No, it's the linen closet. Here it is. Nice work. Oh, half the time, those things are just luck. I'll see if I can disinfect this steak.
6: Uh, there's no soap, please. Here. Thank you. Oh, and that's... Yes, dear? I'll, I'll need a washcloth,
1: oh. How you fix the cigarettes?
6: And you know I never smoke underwater. So what... What do I do to make this thing work?
1: Pull that gadget at the top and pray for rain.
6: All right. I can't reach it. I can't, I can't get my hands up.
1: If you've gone in there with your arms down, you'll never get your ban. Unless you're a contortionist.
6: Yeah, well, I, I'm not a contortionist. And don't throw that up to me now. You, you knew it when you married me. Will you close this door, please? Thank you.
3: Norman! Norman, here comes the car. You got... It? Huh? Here, quick. Quick what?
1: Quick, go out and stop them and ask for help. Oh, I'll, I'll catch cold. Oh, you'll get warm again. Yeah,
6: I don't oh, gee, they'll recognize me. Now, you need to keep
1: your face down. Go on, there may not be another car for a week.
6: All well, right. Uh, uh, howdy, partner. Howdy. Uh, uh, stuck? Yeah, how'd you guess it? Uh, can you get us some help? You'd... Well, I reckon not. You
4: know, it's a long way to town. We're pretty busy down at the place.
6: Well, I gotta get out of here. I've, I've
0: got my wife with me.
6: Don't she like the country? No. No, and, and we're short of food. Well,
4: there's a lot of game in them
6: woods. You know, well, my wife can't shoot. Well, you're sure up against it. Sorry I can't do anything for you. Well, l- wait. Listen, I'll, I'll be frank with you. I'm Norman Maine. Who? Norman Maine. Well, my name is Judd Baker. Glad to have met you. Well, so long.
3: Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute, listen, you don't... So
1: you're Norman Maine.
8: <laughs> I got my prestige to look out for. I'm supposed to be the best publicity man in the racket. And they left themselves sick when I even try to get a decent mention of Maine.
6: Yes, I know how sensitive you are, Libby, and I
8: don't like to see your feelings hurt. Thanks, boss. Now, Vicky, there's a dish for free space. But if Maine swam across the Pacific, the papers would keep it a secret. Well, the exhibitors don't like him, the critics don't like him, the public don't like him, and I don't like him.
4: Who likes him?
1: Uh, darling, this is almost too much of a surprise. And there I was in my touching innocence, thinking we were going to live at the beach house.
6: Oh, we'll still keep the place at Malibu. But this is special. This is our castle. It used to be in the air, you know? So we'll never use any ugly words like contracts and pictures and careers. When we come in those gates, we'll check the studio outside. Come on, i got another little surprise for you. lovely. So are you, lovely. The whole world's lovely.
8: Hey, hold it! That's it. Caption. Their honeymoon never ends. All right, let's get some pictures. Now, if the bride will sit here, and the grooms stand behind her, we'll have something unique. Now, let's go after something different. You sit down, and she'll stand up. Pretty radical, isn't it? Yeah, but in a nice way. Uh Okay, I don't fire. Caption, their honeymoon begins anew.
6: Ah, the producer. Caption, their honeymoon ceases abruptly. Hello, Oliver, glad to see you. I'm glad you're back. Thank you. Vicky, how well you're looking.
1: Hello, Oliver.
6: Am I interrupting? Yes, thank you. Just want a couple more pictures. That's enough for both of them. What they're asking for is exclusives of Miss Lester. Alone. Oh, I see. Well, come on, Oliver. Let you and me get exclusive. See you later, Vicky. Oh, don't worry, Otto. My camera-smashing days are over. Yeah. They ain't your only days that are over.
8: Oh, hold that, Miss Lester.
6: Gorgeous. Well, Oliver, how's the dividend situation? Very pleasant. I think we'll show $2 million on the next quarter. Oh, God. Smart move of mine to sell my stock, eh? Oh, well, when you need money, you need it. Well, some people save up for just such an event. You know, there's bound to be a rainy day occasionally. Yeah, but as a citizen of California, I've always refused to admit that. <laughs> yes, I know, but still, it does rain. Well, anyway, you can thank me for some of those dividends of yours. Mm-hmm. Well, can't you? Oh, sure, sure. That was a little too quick, Oliver. Might have been enchanted Hour was a smash hit, wasn't it? Well, it uh, made Vicky a star overnight. Oh, yes, it should have. What about me? Well, let's talk about business at the office, Norman. Beautiful pool you have here. Beautiful! Oh, now, let's talk about it here. Didn't they like me? Well, maybe the part wasn't just right. It was the best part of the year. Look, Oliver. You think I'm slipping? Can you take it? Yeah, go ahead. The tense is wrong. You're not slipping. You've slipped. Oh my. my fan mail's still big. Norman, Norman. Fans will write to anybody for a photograph. It only costs three cents for a stamp, and that makes photographs cheaper than wallpaper. But every 25 cents they pay for a theater ticket buys them the right to be a critic. And your last few performances, Norman, have not pleased your critics. You remember I told you I'd uh, be ready for the curtains when the time came? here it is. Let's call off the contract, no hard feelings. We're not quitting, either of us. There's no explaining these things. We've all seen how the public turns. Maybe we can turn them back. I've got a swell script lined up for you. About, about Esther. Uh, if you think that I'm going to get in her way. Well, as a matter of fact, as it happens, there's no part in this story for her. I'd more or less planned to star her in a picture of her own. With, uh, with that young Pemberton opposite her. He's coming along nicely. Good for young Pemberton. All right, Oliver. We'll make a try at it. Let's hope it's not too late. and drone Lester isn't home as yet. No, I'm not the butler. But I can take a message just as well as he can, honest.
8: Oh, is that you, Norman? Swell. Listen, Norman, this is Artie Carver. Hiya, kid. Swell. Say, I hear
6: you through with Oliver Niles. Is that on the level? Oh, please, Artie, I'm not news anymore. Forget it.
8: Say, what kind of a settlement did you make on your contract? give me a figure so i can do a story on it
6: there was no money involved we just called it quits okay okay i'll fill in my own figure say by the way i've been trying to get an interview with vicky for two weeks but she's always busy how about you giving an old pal a break by speaking to her for me sure i'll ask her swell So long. <laughs> But Casey wanted to... all right. You're here now.
1: What's new today?
6: Nothing. I haven't been out of the house.
1: Let's go somewhere tonight.
6: No, yeah. no. You're tired. We'll stay in. <laughs>
1: I'm
6: not tired, really. Oh, yes, you are. You've got a hard day ahead of you. Anyway, I see so little of you, I'd like to have you to myself.
1: Oh, but it's the servants' night out. We haven't any... Yes, dishes. we have.
6: I fixed a little snack with my own lily white hands. uh, I'm learning to cook in my spare time.
1: Then I think I'll
6: marry you. I get it. You want to make an honest cook of me? comes in on wheels in this joint.
0: Said, look.
1: Mm, wonderful.
6: Huh? That's what I thought. Now well, then? Don't be formal. Just pitch in.
1: Yeah. I'm afraid my mouth's not quite big enough.
6: Well, uh. I'll measure it next time and make them to size.
1: A little hard to lift, too. (laughs)
6: In fact, I think I'll take those measurements right now. And that's what I wait for. All day.
1: That's why I rush home without even changing my costume.
6: Forgetting that we're hungry,
1: would like a sandwich? Thank you. I still have a little work on this
3: one.
1: Oh, yeah. Norman, will you unhook my dress? I can't breathe.
6: Mm-hmm. Gee, and all the time, I thought it was the kiss that made you breathless. <laughs> a lot of hooks. Hmm? Uh-huh. Why don't you have a zipper?
1: That's a good idea. You got it? Oh, yes.
6: Don't look now, but uh, I think that guy on your left is in love with you. I hope so. It's doorbell.
1: Is it? Maybe they'll go
3: away.
6: Oh, I never do at a time like this, you know. Just a minute, dear. I'll be right back.
0: Does Vicki Lester live here? Yes. I got a package for her.
6: I'll sign for it. So who are you? I'm her husband.
0: Oh, sure. Sign right here,
6: Mr. Lester. It's for you. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you. Uh, they want you for a benefit at the Shrine Auditorium next Wednesday night. I told them I'd ask you. And, uh, Oh, darling, uh, I don't I
1: want to hear about that
6: now. Well, you better wait till I finish before I forget them all.
3: Uh,
6: the Academy Dinner secretary phoned. She wants to know if you want a table reserved for you. Uh, oh, yes, Artie Carver called. I asked if I'd use my influence with you to get him an interview. I told him I'd try. Uh, that was all, I think.
1: Oh, Norman, let's don't talk about those things now. We're forgetting the wonderful food you prepared.
6: Well, I'm, I'm not very hungry now. I think I'll... Uh, I'll fix me a little drink, hmm? how nice that statuette is going to look on your mantelpiece.
4: Do you suppose anything's happened to him? But of course
6: not. He's just been held up in traffic.
8: You think about that statuette.
4: And now we arrive at the climax of the annual dinner of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. The highest award within our power to bestow. We have already applauded with our hearts as well as our hands while awards have been given those gentlemen who during the past year have rendered distinguished service to the motion picture industry. We now pay honor to the ladies, or rather to one lady. We offer to her the Academy Award for the finest performance of the past year. She has already had the world's acclaim, but this is the tribute of her fellow workers, the men and women of this industry. It is not only my pleasure, but my privilege to present this award to the actress who created the unforgettable Anna in Dream Without End. Miss Vicki Lester. <laughs> can we say, Miss Lester, this says it all for us.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, when something like this happens to you and you try to tell how you feel about it, you find that out of all the words in the world, there are only two that really mean anything. Thank you. All I can do is to say them to you from my heart. All I can do is to keep on saying them.
3: Hey, That's fine! All the things.
6: That's Please. a very pretty Please. speech, my dear. Talk very pretty. You said the right thing. I want to be the very first one to congratulate you. Well, that's... Ch- and that valuable little piece of bric-a-brac. Now I want to make a speech. Gentlemen of the Academy and fellow suckers. I got one of those ones for a best performance. They don't mean a thing. People get them every year. What I want a special award. Something nobody else can get. I want a statue for the worst performance of the year. In fact, I want three statues. For the three worst performances of the year. Because I've earned them. And every single one of you that saw those last masterpieces of mine knows that I've earned them. Libby, start the music. What I'm here to find out is, do I get them or do I get them? I'll answer, right, yes or no. Norman, oh, darling, let's go
1: and sit down.
3: Hello, on, Norman. Sit back. to bed. Glad see
6: you, Norman. Norman. Hello, Norman. Hello, Norman,
3: how are you? Hi, Oliver. My dear, do let me congratulate you. You must be terribly proud and happy tonight.
1: Thank you.
4: Somebody give me a drink.
1: to my dressing (laughs) room. Vicki, how are you? I've missed you. Everyone's
6: missed you. Have a nice trip. Well, a three-month tour of the theater circuit scarcely comes under the head of pleasure, but the way they're screaming for your pictures all over the country. Miss Lester, if I may talk sharp, you are a knockout. Thank you.
1: It's good to hear that.
6: You've been crying.
1: A little. How's Norman? Well, he's trying awfully hard, Oliver.
4: Letting Norman leave
6: this studio was the hardest thing I ever did. There was nothing else I could do. I know. Has he been... Is he all right?
1: He's gone to a sanitarium. He really wants to stop drinking. And I think he could only...
6: Well, perhaps if he could start working again, there would be some encouragement.
1: Oliver, could you? Could you do that? Yes. Oh, thank you. But he mustn't ever know I told you.
6: He won't know. And you mustn't worry. I want you to keep up your good work in this picture.
1: I'll try, Oliver. That's the one thing I can do for you.
4: If you'll just sit here, Mr. Niles, I'll have Mr. Maine brought down. Thank you.
5: Mm. Hello, Oliver. (laughs) Welcome to Liberty Hall.
6: Hello, Norman. (laughs) Well, no, no, Mr. Niles isn't slipping me a case of scotch, Cuddles. This is just a handshake. (laughs) This is Cuddles, Oliver, my social secretary. We we go everywhere together. <laughs> How are you feeling, Norman? Fine. Getting along remarkably well, Cuddles tells me. He says you ought to see some of the boys.
3: <laughs>
6: <laughs> Let's sit down. Yeah. Cuddles, we, we really don't need you. Touching, isn't it? <laughs> Can't bear to have me out of his sight. Are you comfortable here, Norman? Comfortable. It's positively luxurious. They, they even have iron bars in the windows to keep out the draft. <laughs> How much longer are you going to be here? Oh, well, I'm really cured now. I'm just staying on for an extra week or two to get in good shape. You know? After all, there's no, no particular hurry to return to the cameras. <laughs> that's what I wanted to talk to you about. I've got a script with a fine part for you in it. Hey, Oliver, that's great. That's great. Who, uh, who plays opposite me? Well, it is not exactly the lead. Young Pemberton's doing that. But I tell you frankly, I consider you a part better than the lead. Oh, I see. It's better than, than the lead. Well, of course, it isn't terribly long. But it's one of those parts that makes an impression on you. They'll be thinking about you all through the picture.
3: Mm-hmm. Well,
6: the thing is, Oliver, I'm uh. A pretty well set at another studio and I'm not at liberty at the moment to tell you which one you know yourself how those things are <laughs> of course but it, it's a big picture he's one of the biggest of the year mm-hmm. and the part every act in Hollywood will give his teeth to play
3: <laughs> <laughs>
6: well that's fine Norman uh, naturally that will tie you up for a while but we won't get to this picture for some time and perhaps if you want to consider it for later on well, we'll I'll be... tell you Oliver you'd better not count on me the, uh, I've got several pictures lined up after this one. Then they're talking to me about England. You know, they're, they're doing some very interesting things over there. you know? mm-hmm. Hey. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it, Cuddle? Speak right out. We all love you. Your dinner. Oh, <laughs> here we dine at 5.30 here. <laughs> Makes the nights longer. <laughs> well, goodbye, Norman. I'm glad to see you're getting along so well. Be out in no time. <clears throat> I'll have to introduce myself all over to a lot of people. <laughs> Won't know me when I'm not drinking. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye, Norman. Thanks Nolan. for dropping in. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Well, Cuddles, alone at last, eh? See you. How I hate to run into these has-beens. They give me the creeps. Me too. He was good while he had it. And he had it quite a while. Hello?
0: Hello, Mr. Mayn. I haven't seen you in a long time.
6: Oh, I've been resting. Ginger ale, please. Ginger ale and what? Ginger ale and. and ginger ale. A new leap? A whole new book.
8: Thank you. Scotch straight. Hello, Libby. Why, it's Mr. America of yesteryear. Do they let you wander about now without a keeper?
6: Oh, sure, I, I'm, I'm a trustee now. Didn't expect to find you at Santa Anita. What do they do with the actors while, while you're away?
8: Oh, they cut them into slices and fry them with eggs. I suppose you'll be here all the time, now that you've retired from the hurly burly of the silver screen.
6: Well, we're living down in Malibu now and pretty lonesome with Esther away working all day.
8: Well, I wouldn't squawk about that if I were you. It's nice to have somebody in the family making a living. Oh, I'll wait a minute, Louis. I don't want to forget that we're friends. Friends, my eye. Say, listen, I got you out of jams because I had to. It was my job, not because I was your friend. I don't like you, and I never have liked you. Nothing made me happier than to see all those cute little pranks of yours finally catch up with you and land you on your celebrated face. What do you
6: work, Billy? Always wait till they're down, then
8: kick them. I don't feel sorry for you. You fixed yourself nice and comfortable. You can live off your wife now. She'll buy you drinks and put up with you even though nobody else will.
3: Get Oh, no, he's got it. We're drunk again. Come on, Trump. wait a
4: minute. Wait a minute. Come on, outside for you, wife.
3: I'm Norman May. Well, that's
4: not my fault.
8: Oh, don't bother to toss them out. He's harmless. All
4: right, Mister Libby, if you say so. Sure, let
8: him go. What can he do? We can't fight any better than he can act.
4: It's Norman Maine. Oh, he's drunk again. Why he's
8: been drunk for years.
6: Give me a Scotch, double.
0: Leave the bottle
6: here. Vicky, you'll be ill. Why don't you try to get a little sleep?
1: But he's been gone four days, four days, and not a word. Oliver, I can't. I just can't.
6: Hello? No, this is Oliver Niles speaking. What? Where? Thank you.
1: What is it? Nothing, what? nothing. Oliver, tell me.
6: He's in the night court. He's been arrested on a drunk charge. He's all right. He
1: isn't hurt. I'm going right down to get him out. I'm going with you.
6: Vicky, it isn't any place for you. And if it gets in the papers,
3: will What do be I care
1: l- about the papers? I'm going with you.
6: Division 30, Minister Court, County, Los Angeles, now in session. The Hon. George J. Barris presiding. Be
1: seated, please. Were you able to do anything?
6: judge wouldn't even see me. Ready, Your Honor.
0: I want to advise you that you're entitled to be represented by counsel, to be confronted by the witnesses that may testify against you, to compel witnesses to attend on your behalf to a public and speedy trial by the court or by a jury, and the right to be admitted to bail. Call the first five.
6: Gregory, Bale, Payne, Rodriguez,
5: Johnson. Come on, boys. Everybody. Go ahead.
0: Move along. William Gregory.
6: <laughs> Plain drunk. Picked up at Fifth in town. Asleep
0: in the gutter. Fourteen similar offenses in the past six months. Still at it, Gregory. How do you plead? Uh, I don't feel so good. I didn't ask you how you feel. I asked you how you plead. Guilty, I guess. When did you get out the last time? Uh, that was just before Christmas. Well, I'm sorry you'll have to miss New Year's. you will be out in time for Washington's birthday in 60 days. Milton Rails. A plain drunk,
6: picked up on Brooklyn Avenue, given treatment at receiving hospital,
0: then removed to jail. How old are you, Rails? Uh, Seventeen, sir. Did you take a good look at those men in the cell with you last night? Yes, sir. And have you taken a good look at yourself this morning? Oh, no, sir. I suggest that you do. Five dollars or two days. Sentence suspended. Oh, Judge. Alfred Henkel. More commonly known as Norman Maine. Drunk and disorderly. Cracked car into tree at Sunset in Coronado.
6: Evidently been drinking for days. Resisted arrest and injured one of the arresting officers.
0: How do you plead? Guilty. You're Norman Maine the actor, aren't you? You've come pretty low, haven't you? There isn't a man here who's had the advantages that you've had. Look what you've done with him. You're nothing but a irresponsible drunk, driving about the streets with the power to inflict death or injury on innocent people. I think we'd better deny you that power for a while. 90 days in the city jail.
1: Please wait. I'm his wife.
0: Yes, I recognize you, Miss Lester.
1: Please, Judge. I promise you this won't happen again. I'll be responsible for him. If you just won't send him there.
0: You realize that this man, when drunk, is obviously a menace to public safety? And you realize too, Miss Lester, the responsibility you'll be assuming to this court and to the Commonwealth. I do. Sentence suspended. Prisoner remanded to custody of wife. Thank you. You can get him at the jail entrance, madam. Jose Rodriguez.
6: Plain drunk. Picked up at 1st and main. 2nd offense.
0: How do you plead? I think I'm guilty, your honor. 60 days.
6: I'm so tired. Hold
4: it, Mr. May. Picture. Oh, no. What about a statement for the
1: press? Oh, no, please. He's still asleep. He's been asleep nearly all day.
6: That's the best thing for him.
1: It's awful to see this happen to someone you love. I know in your heart that it can't get any better. I only know that all I can do now is stay with him and try to help him. So will I.
6: And between us, we'll take care of him.
1: You're very fond of him, aren't you, Oliver? Well,
6: I'm very fond of both of
1: Then I know you'll understand what I have to tell you. And after what happened last night, I think you already know what it is. I can't do any more pictures. I'm going away for good with Norman
6: you can't do that, Vicky. You're at the very peak of your success. And you've worked so hard to achieve it.
1: That's what's been wrong. I've thought it all out. Maybe if I hadn't been away from him so much, last night and what went before, it wouldn't have happened. I know it's too late to think about that now, but it may not be too late to go away with him and start over somewhere.
6: It's your life you're giving up, Vicky.
1: So I can try to give Norman back his. Can you honestly tell me I'm wrong to do it? No, Vicky. I cannot honestly tell you that. Then there'll be no more. Vicky Lester.
6: Come on, walk to the door with me. you were a grand girl. Good luck, Mrs. Norman Maine. apologize again
3: well,
1: I'm sorry dear but it, it isn't you
6: what other troubles have you got
1: none I was just playing a scene with myself
6: now look I'm just coming out of the jitters and you're just going into them. this is a swell household
1: <laughs> isn't it
6: I'll tell you what we'll do I'll promise to brace up you go on the wagon.
1: <laughs> I guess I have been drinking too much.
6: You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be an athlete.
1: You mean with great big muscles and everything?
6: Well, roughly speaking. Uh,
1: going to join the YMCA?
6: Uh it costs too much. I'm going waiting out in our front yard. Now? Sure.
1: Would you like me to go with you?
6: Sure, if you'd like to.
1: Normie, I don't think I will. It might spoil this beautiful, natural wave.
6: Yeah, I guess that's right. But, darling, look, uh, could you have a hot toddy? Uh, I mean, some hot soup for me when I come back?
1: Some hot soup? Yeah.
6: And, and I'll make some of those nice sandwiches.
3: Normie, do you have
6: to? <laughs> <laughs> I don't stay in too long. Hey. You mind if I take just one more look?
8: of water he had in 20 years and then he had to get it by accident <laughs> Pardon how do you wire congratulations to the Pacific Ocean <laughs>
2: Don't oh. you care,
6: Vicky? You get over it.
3: can't you? Don't you cry, dearie. He wasn't so much.
1: Do you mind if I take just one more look?
2: Here are the paychecks for the servants, Graves. You'll find a very nice bonus in each one. Miss Lester asked me to thank you for your kindness and service.
6: If there's anything I can do for the little lady, I should be glad to do
2: it. She would appreciate your attending to the closing of the Beverly Hills house. Put down those trunks. Put it down, I say. Well, where is she? In the bedroom. Who are you? Oh, I'm her grandmother.
3: darling.
1: Oh, I'm so glad to see you.
2: What made you come? Oh, I know when I'm needed. Now, get out of here. Go on, get out of here, all of you. I want to talk to my granddaughter
1: alone. I came just as quickly as I could. But I'm going home. I sent you a wire yesterday. Mm -hmm. true that you're going to quit the movies? I never want to hear them again. What are you running away from? I'm not running away. It's just that I can't go on. My heart isn't in it anymore. Once I told you, if you get what you want, you have to give your heart in exchange. And you
2: said you were willing. Do you remember? I remember. Well, it seems to me that you got more than you bargained for. More fame, more success, even more personal happiness. Maybe more unhappiness. But you did make a bargain. And now you're whining over it. I don't think I'd feel so very proud of myself if I were you, Esther. I'm not, Granny. My mind's made up. And I'm sorry I gave you the money to come out here. It's just waste. Oh, but, Granny, I I was proud of you, Esther. I was proud to be the grandmother of Vicky Lester. It gave me something to live for. Now, I haven't ended.
3: I know. Oh, I, I want to be strong, but I, I can't go on. I can't.
2: You must. Tragedy is a test of courage. If you can meet it bravely, it will leave you bigger than it found you. If not, then you'll have to live all your life with a coward because no matter where you may run, you can never run away from yourself. I never knew Norman Maine. He wrote me a very sweet letter when you were married. He said you told him how much I meant to you, and I know just how much you must have meant to him. You know, Esther, I can't believe that wherever he is, he can be very happy knowing that his death broke the spirit of the little girl he praised me so highly for raising. And I can't believe that he can be very proud, knowing that all his great love did for you was to make you a quitter.
3: The car is ready, Miss Lester.
1: We'll have to go now to make the train.
0: She has come to the Chinese theatre for this opening tonight.
6: It has come to pay tribute to a great star on her long-awaited return to the screen in what has been called her greatest performance.
0: It has come to pay tribute to the girl herself.
6: The girl who has won the heart of Hollywood.
0: The girl who has won the heart of the world. Miss Vicki Lester. And if I'm not mistaken, Miss Lester's car has just driven up. Yes, it is, she
5: does scare
2: you too much. I scare very slowly, young man.
5: Just smile, folks, please. They'll have your mug. I mean your face, plastered across half the papers in the country tomorrow. Hmm. How do I look? Oh, you look swell.
2: You're a liar, but I like you.
5: And here's Miss Lester's grandmother. Won't you say a few words to the radio audience, please? Oh. Say something, Letty.
2: You know, we've got a thing like that back home where they all listen in on, but we call it a party line.
0: (laughs) Won't you say something, please? They're listening.
2: Maybe some of you people listening in dream about coming to Hollywood. And maybe some of you get pretty discouraged. Well, when you do, you just think about me. It took me over 70... 60 years to get here, but here I am. And here, I mean to stay.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much.
6: Miss Lester. This microphone is on an international hookup. Throughout the world, your fans are hoping that you'll say a few words to it.
1: Hello everybody, this is Mrs. Norman Maine.